Hello, everybody. Welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast. I am Michael. And live from the studio. Condo. <laughs> now, the, hey, pipe down. There's multiple rooms in here. This is the studio. This is where I record. We're That's in true. the side room. Yes. Yeah, so Got this a guitar. TV, TV where you watch WWE. I do we... watch WWF while we're doing this. SNES Mini right there behind the Blu-ray oh, player. Yeah. That is... Re- it's remarkably That's really tiny. mini. I didn't yeah, yeah. realize oh, that. No. Controllers are the same size, though. They just have the... Well, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you'd be, like... It would hurt. ...needing uh, little tweezers to... Like, in the those bottom. weird jewelers. Loops. <laughs> yeah, right. Tiny uh, diamonds and what have you. So, we plan slash have been to Reunion mm-hmm. Pub before recording this. And so, we'll play that later as the FDR. We had some... Uh, we're going to have some excellent <laughs> beers there. Um, Time is a flat circle. Yeah, yeah. So things are weird when it comes to podcasting. But I'm excited for this. We bring home brews on the show for Mm -hmm. American Home Mail since it's pretty much impossible for anybody else to get it. We like to bring it in as a beer brag rather than an FDR because... You jerks can't have it. Right. Uh, (laughs) So we have Jeremy, as I think mentioned maybe two, three times Mm, in the show before. Probably. As it's gone through its iterations and processing. This is the the one that I brewed on the stovetop when friend of the show Steve was awaiting his second child. (laughs) This is called Rye Cheat Steel, an homage to Eddie Guerrero, despite it having absolutely no Mexican or luchador-related... Uh, contents. This is a rye IPA. I do not remember what was all in it, but I have the recipe here in my handy-dandy Wayback Machine. Handy-dandy notebook. Uh-huh. This is an IPA that I brewed that is just... I had hoped to bottle it sooner than I did, and I think that that had a bit of a problem. Oh, yeah, you might yeah, remember this when you mentioned it before. Like The elbow was involved. Your elbow uh-huh. injury, just to be about that yeah yeah I, I, I have a broken uh oh I have had will have <laughs> will have had a broken elbow that uh, is no good and that kind of delayed the proceedings with this uh-huh. beer but we're gonna we'll see where it's at I'm gonna try live I'm gonna be very intense and scrutinize it to the nth degree uh, go for it uh, I cannot find the ingredients so maybe i didn't write them down i don't know wasn't it kind of like the leftovers from one of your other yeah that sounds about flagships right. from uh, uh sleazy eddie it, I, I think so but we also had some i got some rye um that was pretty much what i noted too this thing is it's it's very brown uh we're at the bottom of the last growler of rye cheese it's, steel it's kind of hazy it's pretty it's brown hazy. and hazy now, Jeremy, is this the glass that you always mention on the show that has all the beer connections to yes, it, like it this style? I and... gave you that one on purpose. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Knob of the show had some of this last week. Okay. When he was in town. And they seemed to like it, although I got the feeling that they were doing the standard, uh, oh, no, it's good. It's good. Oh, no, it's good. I like it. That's great. I will tell you the nose smells like a beer that you would get on tap mm-hmm. or in a bottle. It's not like, oh. As I'm not like pulling my nose back. I'm, but. Con- I'm concerned that the uh, the hops, I dumped. A- oh yeah, now yeah. I remember. We put a bunch of citra hops in this because we had that was a left pound over. of yeah. citra hops from <laughs> Sleazy Eddie. That's what we did. And there's I think some C60, maybe some C10. I don't remember what the malts were, mm-hmm. but there's some in here, and I like it. 
I I uh, I had two and a half gallons of this, mm-hmm. and I let it ferment underneath my bathroom sink. Yes. Well, I'm going. To, I'm going to go in right now. While Michael's doing that, I will give more people some uh, information. Um, the first oh. swing top that I made of this did not carbonate, and because Steve has a newborn infant. Mm-hmm. Hello to the world, baby Yancey. I did this in growlers as opposed to the normal bottles, which okay. was a concern because the only other thing I've carbonated in growlers was the Zacky Dingles Roundhouse Woo Hoo Hoo Wedding Site or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Um, Pruno. <laughs> we did the Pruno in uh, growlers and the, uh, the the floor punch. Now, I'm curious about how that worked because that's what I'm interested in doing too. Actually... We might do a segment swap because we're talking shop a little bit here. Yeah. But here's what I'll say. Let me do a quick uh, going back in for the beer. It worked out well after a while. I had hoped that the flip top would be the one that would keep carbonation better mm-hmm. because it's flip top and there's no threads for it, CO2 to escape right. from. That said, I put it in the growlers and then I uh, put cling film around it, around the... Okay. The... That's, uh, I was kind of curious about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it the the flip top did not work out. It did not carbonate at all. There was like a very faint fizz on the tongue. Mm-hmm. But these uh, growlers that I've had, despite these last two pints having a significant color difference, right? I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> so we're taking the dregs of we're, we're, we're at the of bottom this. Of the, the bottom of the barrel. Jeremy's is pretty hazy. Mine's a little cleaner than Mine his. Mine looks like mud. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the growlers worked out pretty well. I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, they're a nice, clean surface in there, so I mean, as long as you get a nice sanitation. I was was just more, I did do the uh, star sand inside of them. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, star sand in a sprayer bottle is the way to go. Oh, just... Is that way you don't have to fill it up and jiggle it around. You can put a small amount, use less of it, and it coats more evenly. So Let me go for yet again another FDR. Mm Mm-hmm. This is an FDR. SOJ slash beer brand. You know, here's what I like about it. So, no homebrew funk. Yeah. No, like, buttery flavor. No kind of... Buttery. Infected. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not into a book that we talked about in a past episode. So, I could actually, like, if this came out on tap, I would be like, tastes like a normal beer. Mm -hmm. Has a nice caramely... Taste to it. I suppose that's like the, the whatever the malts. C malts I use. Yeah, the C. There may also be some Vienna malts in here. I'm yeah, not, this was literally just the. Oh hey, I have that. Cool. Yeah right. Yeah, I like the the hops are pretty nice. They don't interfere. I actually kind of I really like the malt profile. It's just like the kinda, hops are. It's almost like a flat. brown ale, and then the, the hops are flat. But yeah, the hop. Well, they're okay. Like it's, at the it's, beginning, it's old. and then it falls flat at the end a little bit. But I mean that's. That's fine. Michael's no. being nice. The hops are flat. <laughs> but like an overall package, like aside that like kind of flat hop at the end that kind of lingers on the tongue, mm-hmm. it's really solid. And I wouldn't guess it was a home brew except for that like finish. I did like this one. I, I Part of me wants to dig into all the old recipes, if I have this recipe mm-hmm. around anywhere, and redo them and just kind of twiddle with them a little bit but some of the technique perfect some of the techniques a little but bit there's just so many new recipes to deal with so i, do, I don't know what to do yeah this is good though i i like, I like it. it so citra hops is that the citra only hops hop or anything uh, else there's a little bit of columbus is a bittering hop i want to say i was gonna say yeah because that like 
It doesn't taste pure citra. No, it's, it's a little bitter yeah. at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I like the malt profile, though. I, I, I like the rye. I think you hit the malt profile very well. I don't... I wish I would... I, I hope I wrote this down somewhere. I wish I would know the uh, percentage of rye, because I've seen a number of recipes that were like, use this percentage. Mm -hmm. No, 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 stupid, use this percentage. Oh, I don't want to use... <laughs> and so on. <laughs> I hope that I can do some more screwing around with rye, because it gives a weird little spice to it. Yeah. And that goes well, well with the hops. Yeah. I think. I'm not sure. Going back to, I, I hate to, well, I don't hate to, but I have to bring up a barrel aged stout <laughs> and selling out again. It's been the focal point for Jeremy and I in the past three, two weeks. Three right? episodes? Yeah. Four episodes? Who knows? Uh, but when that, there is some AB InBev executive that took over for Goose Island mm -hmm. when, uh, John Hall left. Spoiler, growler, yeah, yeah, growler, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and he was like wandering around the brewery. They're like, oh, here, try this as Ryan. He's like, rye? I had no idea you could use yeah, yeah, rye yeah, in yeah, a beer. I, I was I like, oh, you yeah, yeah. Oh, idiot, dear God. <laughs> when they well, you use something besides rice, yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like, oh my God, what a stooge. Um, that's one way of putting it. Yes, yeah. stooge is a very kind way of putting it. <laughs> so. Rye, a very common ingredient in beer, almost to AB InBev executives at the time, but yeah, um, known to Jeremy and known to Michael. To well. yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Cool. So Jeremy, because we're talking homebrew, we're talking shop here a little bit. I need to talk to you about because you know I've been making ciders, which has mainly consisted of me throwing leftover yeast into uh, some apple juice. Very low rent. The yeast on this. Yeah, okay. I harvested it from uh, Two Hearted. Oh, that kind of rings true. I can kind of detect Holy that. Holy crap, lineage. I forgot about that. Yeah, I took a, I got a six pack of bells. I made a starter wort. Mm hmm. Unhopped, obviously. Mm hmm. And I just threw the dregs of about two or three bottles of Two Hearted into a mason jar, threw some tinfoil over mm -hmm. it, and let it krausen. <laughs> and, uh, it worked out really well. It started fermenting right away in the tub. I can, that's apt because I can, it has that kind of I like. I totally forgot about that. That, uh, that oeuvre of a two hearted, like there's something uh -huh. there about it. And it kind of fits the whole picture mm -hmm. too. I wish I would have remembered that. So I'm <laughs> about it more. So yeah, I've been doing ciders on and off, but so I want to make a beer. Uh huh. And to be completely honest, my. Homebrews that I've done in the past, I don't know if it's because it's just me in the kitchen doing it and poor sanitation. I, it was in the old condo. They've not gone well. Mm -hmm. So I want to do a stovetop brew, but I need to keep it as simple as possible. I want to tap your expertise in homebrew. Expertise. <laughs> your knowledge, your, your uh, experience. Oh, there we go. That'll, that'll work. You've, done, you've made a I think, I think handful of brews pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... More than anybody I know. So I want, but I want to make it easy. Okay. So I want, the first thing, I have a few requirements and I need what I can do with these requirements. I want to use, um, I don't want to use malt, liquid malt, like malt syrup. I want to use dry malts. That's what we do. And I, you know, it can have an adjunct malt in there to change things. And I want it to be very simple as far as the hopping, like one two hop additions okay. beginning preferably at the end but you know so i was thinking a blonde ale okay 
So what an easy blonde ale that uses dry malt, simply hopped, any inkling of something to try to clone or something you've done in the past or even something off the top of your head that like these things work together well. So blonde ales I have found, I haven't done a lot mm -hmm. of them, but the lighter the malt, the more the imperfections can show through. That's That was one of my concerns too. Second thing, you can replace malt, like dry malt for liquid malt, whatever. It's, okay. It's, it's just a proportional thing. So it's not like these beers have to have a liquid, these beers have to, okay. In, in fact, a lot of uh, the Designing Great Beers book that is mentioned in Barrel Age Stout and Selling Out, mm -hmm. I have it out on the shelf out there, and they have the, the proportions in there, and they also recommend using dry because it's easier to measure. Yeah, that, that was a problem I had making brews in the past. I, usually... I haven't touched a liquid malt in ages. Really? Okay. Because it was, it was just like measuring it into this like bowl and then like you dumping got, that bowl in a pot. And you got to get a rubber spatula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, pain. It's just a mess. So Yeah, it's, it's a pretty large pain in the rear. <laughs> um, I figure if I have this boiling pot going already, I can just throw some dry malt yes. in there it will disperse pretty well the only thing you have to worry about with dry malt is that it will stick to the bag when you when steam comes up okay but oh it, right okay. it's it's super easy to get out i would recommend using only light or extra light pale or extra pale malt mm -hmm. and add any color or flavoring through your adjuncts like the rye or the brew in a bag segment of it a muslin? Muslin sack. Muslin sack, thank you. So you, if you want to make a blonde, you would probably get some sort of C, tan. Tan, yeah. Some sort of wheat, maybe, mm -hmm. or something. Throw it in a bag, drop it in your your water at 155, I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, steep that for 20, 30 minutes. And then throw, just... in, throw in your malt and then boil it. Mm -hmm. As far as hopping goes, yeah. if you want to do something that's simply hopped, you can do uh, hop at the beginning for bittering, mm -hmm. and you can do a hop at like eh, 40, 45 minutes in for aroma and taste. For this... This was dry hopped slightly. Okay. Did you put a, a the bittering hop in then? Or? Yes, the Columbus hop I put in at the beginning. Now, how do you do that at a small scale? So usually when you brew at like five gallons, you just... You get a packet of one ounce of hops and you just toss it in. I have a kitchen scale. Me too. So, okay. So you just scale. Just, just scale. Scale yeah. with a scale. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, kitchen scales are clutch when you're dealing with stovetop brewing because this, okay. this was a two and a half gallon batch. Um, not full. So it's just like, oh, use a half ounce of this or a half ounce of that. You just cut that in half or, or, or 2.5. Yeah, you, oh, oh, you just do whatever proportionally. you Proportionally. Uh, I use the OXO... Tough grips? I don't know what that is. It's better than the one we used to have. Mm -hmm. The little, the little uh, display pulls out. Mm -hmm. It's great. Measure as opposed to like a half cup because a half cup is different each time you use it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, that goes for cooking too. Measure by weight. Measure by weight, not by uh, volume. Yes, that yes. makes sense. Yeah, do, do, do a bittering hop. Do a light smell slash a taste hop. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a blonde, you don't really need to do a Probably ton. Probably crazy. Maybe something pilsnery, some sort of... You, use a noble hop. Noble, about, light uh, noble hop. 15 minutes from your end. Use yeah. like a Czech sauce or something Some like that. that. Something that gives a nice little kick to it. Maybe, but, uh, like you said, a, a 
and that makes sense. Like a, a blonde won't cover up some imperfections. Maybe an amber would be a better way to go. I'd go with porter, personally. Porter, go into the deep end. Well, not deep end as far as challenging, well, but deep end as far as color. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I will conceal. Because the, the roast will conceal a lot of That'll mistakes. be the dominant flavor versus this weird buttery or some off flavor from a botch, you know. Yeah. Plus you can uh, put weird stuff into a porter. Just dump a little vanilla. I was going to say ginger. Back of word, you put the adjunct in then. Right at the end? Yes. During uh, uh, fermentation. racking? Fermentation. Racking, yeah. If you're going to do a vanilla, I believe we racked it in to secondary when we put the vanilla in. I'd have yeah. to double check that, but we made a ginger porter. I believe that was Montel Vontavious porter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that was the ginger porter, and that turned out really well. I do have the recipe for that, so I can send you that one if you want to use that. Or maybe send it to go um, But you can spice, no pun intended, you can spice up a porter really easily. Yeah, it sounds good, yeah. Now, okay, so you made you said you made this one in growlers, and that's yes. what I intend to do. So usually when you make a homebrew, you, you have a primary fermentation, then you decant, you... You rack, you, you rack, siphon. you siphon it off into a secondary fermentation. We that gets that. that gets some of the trub off. Some it makes it yes, a little sir. cleaner. So with your fermenting in a growler, do you still rack? Do you how, do you just transfer to another growler? How do you do um, that then on a so small scale? If you look behind you, Michael, you will see a bucket. Yes, that was primary. So primary is still in a big five-gallon bucket. bucket. If you look behind you again, you'll see a uh, six-gallon carboy. Okay. That was secondary. So essentially your bottle, you didn't do yeah, anything. Everything was the same. We just bottled. Bottled in a, a big growler. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So I do have a two-gallon fermentation. Two? It's two, yeah. Okay. That's pretty small scale. And I'm probably still going to go pretty small scale, a gallon, a gallon and a half for this next one. I guess I could go up. To, it can it can go up to two without like it's not like blowing you're gonna have the head to buy off. Buy a ton of uh, extra materials to do that. Yeah. Either. Yeah. I'm planning on pretty pretty small scale. You were given a five gallon uh, turkey fryer. Yes. Yeah. Made and, turkey. <laughs> wedding present of mine was uh, a banjo fryer. A, a gas burner. No, it was a gas burner from Steve. It's and not a banjo fryer. Yeah. I had the five gallon pot, but. Banjo fryer. <laughs> Jeremy's getting his phone and yeah, verifying yeah, yeah. this. No, 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 no. Is this because a banjo is played well, the thing fries in it, or? No. Why is it called a banjo this fryer? This is how the fryer is set up. Banjo fryer. Oh, because of the, the way the burner looks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a banjo fryer, apparently. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's been homebrew talk, whether you like it or not. Um, Hammer right in. I thought I'd have it on the Do show. Do not take what I have said as the God's gospel truth. Right. I'm sure I'll tweak things here and there, but sure. there are some basic things in there that I needed to know. So we'll throw it to us at Reunion Brew Pub. That'll be the FDR. So take it away, boys. So I guess we're making this the FDR. I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> we're something. jumping into this. As you can hear from the ambiance, little traffic, little music in the background, we are at Reunion Brewery nice restaurant Michael turns around to look at the giant sign overlooking the glorious Coralville Strip. Yep, we're on the patio here. Nice little enclosed area. Out in the blistering sun. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little warm, but we're gonna muscle through it. 
Uh, Michael, we each have a flight with a little bit of crossover. What do you have? I'm gonna look at the actual menu. Juice Factory, which you've raved about before. I have. The kind of pale ale, or juicy, uh -huh. I should say. And then I have the Sucker Punch Blackberry IPA. I have the Hermit Belgian Golden Strong, which I'm looking forward to. It's a good one. 10.4 ABV on that one. And I have the Black Nitro Lager. Nitro Black Lager, I guess I should say. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Uh, I have gotten, I also have the Blackberry Sucker Punch IPA. I also have the Hermit, but where we differ is I have the Vienna Gold Lager. And yeah. I also have the Something Wicked Sour to continue with our thought talks on lactobacillus. That's right. And hibiscus flowers. Interesting. It should be good. Uh, Jeremy has given this place accolades. I do like this place quite a bit. When they first started, it was a little iffy, but they turned things around. Right at the ship. Do we want to go... Shared ones first? Shared ones first? Yes. Okay, cool. What do we, uh, what do we go what do, what do you have shared? Um, we have the Sucker Punch and the Hermit. Let's do the Sucker Punch first. Blackberry IPA. We took our favorite punchy hops, comboed them with heaps of blackberries, and knocked that out with our Juicy House Yeast Strange. Juicy with a blackberry punch and highly crushable. Crushable at 8%, you say. Uh, All right. 50 uh, IBU. It's got a... It's a red hue to it. I mean, one would expect that outside of blackberries. That's true. They're not black juice, they're more... That's juice. weird. I haven't sipped any, but the nose is very, very uh, stinky hoppy. I went in. Wow, that's a lot danker than I thought it'd be. Or maybe that's not dankness. I mean, that's... What is... That's blackberry, I guess. The balance is good on this one. It's not like bitter. There's a very dank nose on it though. I was gonna say, yeah. There's a almost a brute bitterness to it. Like a like a like a pithy bitterness? Yeah, yes. Or like a seedy <laughs> like blackberry seed. I think that's the hops more than the uh, the It's hard to distinguish fruit. a little bit. It's not super blackberry y, nor is it super hoppy. I guess I was expecting a sour out of this. That's what I was thinking too. But I have the sour later, so right. we'll get to that later. But uh, what do you think? I like it. It's a little, there's a little kind of flat character to it. Like it's not like, not, it's fizzy, but it's like the, the taste is really. It doesn't pop. Right, yes, there you go. It is crushable though. It is, it's pretty this, easy this to could, drink. This could get really dangerous. It does not taste like 8%. I kind of want to blame it on the fact that I'm a little congested, mm -hmm. which is the worst in the summer. Yeah. This is juicy, though. It is juicy. There's a bee. Is that a bee? That looks... Is that waspy? I don't think that's a wasp. I think that's a bee. Oh, he's getting mad. You want me to kill it? He's fine where he is. Okay. Yeah, I feel bad killing bees. Yeah, there's not that many of them yeah, left, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, what is our second shared beer? Are we... Hermit. Hermit. The Hermit, this Belgian Golden Strong, Will make you feel enlightened. Rustic spice, dripping honey, dripping honey. Dripping honey. Orchard fruits and grain. The hermit has chosen you. Ten point four ABV. I see why you like this place, Jeremy. And yeah, they, they twenty five ICU. And lest you be mistaken, there's also you know the Englerton Reunion present Break a Leg IPA, which is very good. Mm -hmm. That's, that one's not terribly available. I've only seen that at the Englert. Oh okay. But Michael's going in for the hermit. It's it looks like a golden strong. It is. Yeah. It's a little has a bitter finish compared to like a classic Belgian, but it... It's got a very mellow body on yeah, it. Yeah. The yeast pops too at the end. Very much I like so. that a lot. This one is also dangerously crushable. I don't know if I get the, the orchard fruits, but I mean, this is a pretty good Belgian strong. It's not bad. The, the dripping honey <laughs> I get. It's very sweet. Yeah, the honey I can taste a little bit. 
It's very sweet, but the uh, I feel like the yeast prevents it from cloying. Right, yeah. I I like that yeasty finish. That's probably my favorite part about Maybe it. I am getting orchard. What would an orchard fruit be? Like a page. Do plums grow on trees? Yes, I think. So we diverge from here. We diverge from here, but I'm sure we can share. Uh, let's go uh, loggers. Loggers. You so have the black lager I have on nitro. Nitro. And I have the Vienna Gold Lager. Vienna Gold Lager is brewed with Vienna malt, bounces toasty flavor with a beautiful golden color. If you're a fan of our Marzen and Lager, you'll love this. 5%, 20 IBUs. I have the Black Lager, crisp and clean with a dark side. Black malts, along with our German Lager yeast, give this traditional German Black Lager a smooth, roasty finish with notes of cocoa and coffee. I like a good Black Lager. Yeah, if done right. This Vienna Gold is really good. I, I have a feeling these lagers are going to be just like opposites because mine is like just like a roast city yeah this is uh this is very good just malts on malts on malts this has a nice it has a nice lager body to it it's oddly refreshing for being such a dark beer yeah you definitely can smell the roast on this one yeah it, this is it's really weird yeah those are uh, they taste sim. they have like a similar like they have the, they have they have a similar feel yeah similar pop to the, them the outline is the same but the colors are different right yeah don't worry, I'm not going to go on another Danish food-related uh, <laughs> metaphor. Sim- I don't know. I think I like yours a little more. I was going to go the opposite. Yeah. I like yours. I think you like kind of some of that roastiness more I than do me. Like the, I do like the roast. Do we think that that's actually on nitro? I, it's not. I no, think cheap. No, that, no it, that's another thing, too. I bet this, this nitro would be... I'd probably like it a little it, more. It is available on nitro, and Michael did request that, mm-hmm. but it's entirely possible that that got lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Still good beer. Yeah, Although I feel like it would be more up your alley if it had that nitro. Yes. All right, let's do the last two, and then we can indulge in these chips. Chips. I have the Juice Factory, which essentially is a hazy IPA. The juice is loose. (laughs) Citrusy American Pale Ale brewed with real grapefruit. I've ranted about this one at length on the show. So I'm looking forward to this one, finally having it. I have. And you're remaining, yeah. Something Wicked Sour, which also has this Stimpy-esque character on it. Uh, I really love the artwork. Hope maybe I'll, we'll take some pictures and post them on the yeah. website. Uh, this kettle sour is full of sour and fruity complexity thanks to lactobacillus, a fruity yeast strain, and a citrusy American hops. A subtle addition of hibiscus flowers gives something wicked, capitalized, a devilish red color. 4.8, 18 IBU. Would you say this is devilish? It almost looks like an amber. It does, yeah. That's interesting for a sour. Yeah, that's a sour. Although it's not crazy sour. I really like that. Yeah, mine, I think you might dig this one. Mine looks like an orange juice, but it, as you have mentioned it, before on the show. It's crazy. It's like some of these uh, hazy IPAs go like what a uh, an orange juice would look like if you drew it in a cartoon. Right, yeah. Whereas this straight up looks like, like orange yes. juice, like you poured it out, pulp and all. It's not too sour. I like your sour. Your yeah. sour is good. Um, I like this IPA too. The, the Juice Factory. Juice Factory, thank you. It harkens back to that. What, which one do we have from uh, New Belgium on the show? The Ranger, Voodoo Ranger, yeah. Juicy, the, the, the Juicy Haze. Juicy Haze, that's what it was. But like your notes on that show were like, you got to get it fresh. Yep. And I, I imagine this is probably pretty fresh. We're at the site where it was yeah. made. I mean, and, this is one of their core beers now, but I do suspect this is pretty fresh. And it, um, it just has more body to it, more flavor to it than that one did. Yeah, the the uh, and something mass produced. To continue our discussion from the, I'm assuming the last episode, right, yeah. I don't know. I think it will be that. Probably. Yeah. Um, when we were in college, there were no breweries in Iowa City. Except. Was that there? 
the one on uh back pocket no not that one great river's predecessor oh old capital brewers yes yeah. that was the only okay one. i stand corrected i retract my statement <laughs> But it was there was one. <laughs> there, there was one, and it was not in an easily accessible place for a college student. Right. Well, I mean, you had to walk a little more than you, you had would. to walk. Uh, driving in Iowa City as an undergrad is not exactly an option. Right. Um, if we stood on the table right now and looked <laughs> over the hedge, we could see another one from where we are right, right now. Yeah, yeah. It's which is incredible. not to mention, like you know, there's this one which is making great strides as far as quality is going on. Guild, I really like. Maybe if time allows, we'll have to swing by there and do a flight as opposed to two flights. Mm -hmm. There's Back Pocket, which uh, came up and was able to grow to its size as quickly because of contract brewing. Oh, right. Yes. Because Schlafly, they put in some of the initial capital to do that. And it's like, okay, as payment, you will brew Schlafly for this long. Right, I assume yeah. they're past that. They've been open for six years because mm -hmm. they just released their sixth year anniversary oh, wow. stout. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, Big Grove is thriving. If you can find a parking spot right. in either of their parking wow. lots, there's also a uh, a wild ale place somewhere oh, yeah. that I've not been able to find. I've looked for it. <laughs> I can't find it. So um, things are looking good. Yeah. All right. So let's do the. So we can eat these chips. Let's do the. Let's pick the best beer that we had on our two flights. Okay. And um, and then rate them. I guess so. Take a take a second to uh, choose your favorite. Okay, the sucker punch gets more interesting as it warms up. Yeah, that one especially. Because you're able to get more of the fruit. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I was expecting sour, but then when you think about it, blackberry's a pretty mild fruit. Right. The hermit almost has a heffy character to it. Yes, it's pretty. A little yeasty. bit of banana, that that German yeastishness, which I dig. I really like the hermit. I get that banana you're saying now. I think as it warms up. Those aromatics are heading out. All right, so the I know which ones are my... Go I might have it. a tie for first. I'm going to finish this out. Okay. For me, it's between the Hermit, which is the Belgian Golden Strong, and the your, the sour that you have, the Something Wicked Sour. That was a good sour. Take another sip of that. That one actually kind of loses a little bit as it warms up for me. Yeah, you're right. It's not as puckery. Yeah. But to be fair... We are probably not in ideal tasting situations because right. it is preposterously hot It's pretty outside. warm. And yeah, all these glasses are sweating. Um, as am I. As, yes, as are we. All right, what do you got? Oh, wait, no, you already said your favorite. Yeah, all right, my bad. Uh, yeah, the um, Hermit or the Sour. Probably the Hermit edges it out, but the Sour is really good too. Do rates. I need to do some more SOJs. I'll just rate what I have in front of me. Juice Factory, I'll give it 3.75. Actually, as it warms up, it gets a little better, but uh -huh. I'll leave it at that though. It's a little uh, bitter for my palate. As you know, I'm knocked tongued. <laughs> <laughs> the Blackberry Sucker Punch I'm warming up to more as, as it yep. gets warmer. Me too. I'll do a four on that one. The Hermit, 4.25 as my favorite one. And then the Black Lager, probably 3.5. I was gonna say, you got quite the face on there for a 3.5, Michael. I mean, I, the face might have been because I'm a little bitter about it not being nitro. <laughs> so, Jeremy, have at it though. Uh, okay, so. The, uh, the blackberry is morphing quite a bit. It's, it's interesting how much has changed since just this conversation. I really like the the hops are just the right amount. It's It's got that, not the mosaic hop, but a mosaic of hops. <laughs> okay, okay. Kind of uh, <laughs> like if you took all uh, like three or four dank hop characteristics and you just kind of shuffled them together. Mm -hmm. That blur yeah. as it shuffled goes the in there. Spectrum. It, the spectrum, that's a good way to put it. 
uh, goes together nicely with the the blackberry. Yeah, um, I'm it's giving, interesting. It's I'm giving that one four. The hermit I've had before. The way that the, the hermit feels to me is it's got a really round flavor to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite be that. The B, the B is bad. Oh well, there you go. Quick tangent. Did you ever watch the Clerks animated series? Uh, just like two episodes. You need to which watch is half of it, I guess. But well, they, they're trying to throw out some burritos. And they're like, oh man, I'm not going out there. Do you see that? Is that bee still out there? <laughs> yeah, they're, I'm sure they're on YouTube watching. Yeah. It's a great three hours of your day. Huh? Anyway, two hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the Hermit has this rounded flavor. It doesn't like snap at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then just it just kind of rolls, rolls, up, rolls up like a bell curve. Mm-hmm. And you get that big yeasty flavor. And then there's not really an aftertaste. Yeah, it's pretty clean at the end. Giving that one 4.25, much like you. Vienna Gold Lager, I really like. It's just a a nice lager. It has those nice golden grain, that golden grain taste. Yep. They kind of pop at the beginning and a nice uh, mellow finish. That's good. It's just like a solid Hellas type lager. It's almost almost Pilsner-y, like somewhere between a Pilsner and a Hellas. Yeah. Um, I'm giving that one 4.5. I really like that. It's good. Um, Especially at this with this weather like it's, it's it fits with the this might be the the lawnmower beer to right yes i don't have to do lawnmower <laughs> but you know and the uh, the last one i have is the something wicked sour yeah the sourness is coming back i think maybe i just hadn't rinsed the palate oh, from quite. the previous it's especially weird coming after that gold lager right. which is basic not in like qualitative but like ph basic right <laughs> it, it, i mean it's not an alkaline beer obviously right. but compared to a sour it's 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 the exact opposite of tart, whatever that right, might be. Right, right, earthy, like grounded kind of flavor. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, I'm giving the the something wicked four point two five. Okay. So all in all, a very good showing here. Yeah. I can see why you like this place a lot, Jeremy. It's my only complaint is that they don't have the Black Angel Black IPA on tap. Oh, that one's amazing. That's and, good. and it's named after that disturbing angel in the graveyard. Oh yeah, I've heard the, about that angel. The, you never went there? No. Uh-uh. Oh man, it's it's messed up. Okay. It's it's super unsettling. We'll do the social media afterwards. We got to get to these chips, so we'll throw it to ourselves back in the studio. All right, coming back to the studio for the social media. Tell me what I need to do for my homebrew. <laughs> Tell me what reunion brews you like. You can do that at APM Pod, Facebook, Twitter, uh, email directly, apmpod at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on Untapped. We're host emeritus Mike. Keeps up with our ratings there. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And uh, as always, rate, review, subscribe if you can. Tell a friend, whatever. Or just listen. We always... Yeah, rate, review, yeah, yeah, subscribe, yeah, yeah. who cares? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's another one down the gullet. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.